Welcome in to the 58 West King Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Tony, and today I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Matt Graham, a.k.a. BonerJams03. What's up, buddy? What's going on, man? I'm back. Back in the saddle again. Took a week off for mental health reasons. I was at my family's for Thanksgiving, and it was uh, it was difficult to hammer out that schedule. So I want to thank Nate Molinay for filling in for me. Yeah, did you get any FOMO? You had uh, Nate Molinay of the Taco Corp Fantasy Football Podcast. And Terrence, keep the seat warm for you for the last yeah. two episodes. thought I had uh, lost my job in this uh, as uh, your co-host for this. I thought you finally got fed up with my, um, I don't know, my bullshit. Not that there's any bullshit I'm aware of, but I'm a super paranoid guy. So, you know, I started getting in my feels like, was it me? What did I say? Did I do something wrong? Did I go too hard in on the tidy whities missionary sex stuff? I don't know. But I'm back, so we're good. A, you did go too hard on the tidy whitey stuff. And B, you're on the edge. You're close. You're about this close. My hand's about a good, what is that? A good eight inches apart right now? Eight, I was just going <laughs> eight inches apart. Super close. You know, me and Tony, that's the closest we can get to things when we're happy, if you know what I'm saying. Moving on, we've gone a couple of episodes, as I mentioned, without your services. Would you like to speak to the ongoing intellectual property battle we're going through with the Taco Corp Fantasy Football Podcast? It's a real chicken or egg situation, right? If I'm being honest, Tony, Nate stole our shit and I'm done with it. Yeah. He said that I pick sides against family and I'm no longer allowed on his podcast. Good. I don't want to be on a podcast that steals content and steals because they see how much how well we do in Poland. He's had his eyes on Poland for quite some time now. I'm aware of it. You're aware of it. He's aware of it. You're not fooling anybody. Your manager on manager discussions. You want to play hardball? We'll play real hard two balls. Manager on manager, rants and raves. It doesn't matter what it is. We're currently under attack from a formidable opponent who not only knows how to record, he knows how to edit his own material. So scary stuff. But I think the only thing, the only option we have is to have a draft, which we're going to go ahead and post the results of on Facebook. Obviously, this week's draft is going to be a mini three-round snake draft, and we're drafting the best hair from the Taco Court Fantasy Football League. In that league, we have Nate, myself, Matt, Terrence, as well as a copious amount of other managers with hair literally on their heads. So Matt, why don't you go ahead and take the first pick? First pick, no surprise. It's me. It's beautiful. The color is like an auburn, could be dirty blonde, could be red with the right, could be brown with the right gel. It is a cornucopia of color. And when I comb it over, when I do it right with this nice line cut into the side of my head, woo! Watch out. It's literally the only good thing I got going on right now in my current state of affairs is a hair. So I'm taking me. No brainer. That's a good pick. I was going to take you because your hair, that's second to my hair, but that's that's third to nobody in Taco Corp. Absolutely nobody. It's the beer too for me. Sorry. I got to keep talking about me. I love it. I, keep I, was, I wasn't on last week, so I have two weeks worth of me to talk about. Yeah, the beard, the hair flows into this glorious beard that I could shave right now. Tomorrow, I'll have a longer beard than you've ever had in your entire life. Santa Claus situation. It really is. I watched that movie, and my body's like, we understand the assignment. We're on it. So, yeah. All right. Back to you, Tony, with with the second pick. Are you sure? Are you done? I'm done. Okay. Uh, So, I got two picks here, and obviously, I'm going with myself. You know, you talk about the comb-over. Your comb-over is nice. It's a nice comb-over, Matt. But I think I've been doing the comb-over better than you and longer than you. So, I'm going with myself. You left the 1.1 on the table. I'm taking it. And with my second pick, so the 2.1, I'm going to go ahead and turn around and take the third best hair in the league, and that's Josh Peterson. Josh, I've seen your comb over. You know, I saw you at the 319th not too long ago, and, and it's good. 
you're uh, you're climbing the leaderboards here at Taco Corp, and I'm happy to have you on board. Matt, you got two picks. All right, these were difficult to do. We got a lot of good guys in that league. I'm going with the uh, current leader of Taco Corp Fantasy Football League. New to the league, not new to us. You heard him on the last podcast, Mr. Terrence Dunn, rocking that 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 nice little salt and ginger hair that he's got going on. It's, uh, it looks. It's good. He wears a lot, hat a lot, but as soon as he takes that hat, you're like, what are you doing, man? You're hiding this from the world. So I'm taking Terrence Dunn. He's just a committed Dodgers fan. Anywhere he goes, he's got the Dodgers cap on. So I really can't blame him, and I like the pick. You got one more. I know. I'm thinking. I was uh, filler-bustering over my next pick, but it's going to have to be Meaty Clackers. You know him as Meaty Clackers mm. in this league. He is also Meaty Clackers in another league. Good Going pick. Mr. Brando Beisner himself. Brandalorian, Brandon Beisner. That is a good pick. See them every time we do these. We've done, I think, around this time last year, we did that holiday episode. Mm-hmm. And his hair, there's like light coming through his hair, just just right. And I'm just like, I got lost. I didn't even hear what you guys were saying for like a minute and a half because because of, of that moment. So, going Beisner. Yeah, I've heard a lot of people describe, you know, his hair is luscious, gorgeous. You know, he has the comb over going from time to time. But that's a that's a solid pick. You know, I wouldn't mind having Brandon on my squad. But I think you left a little bit more meat on the bone here. So I'm gonna go ahead and take who I believe is the next best head of hair in our league. That's Octavio. Octavio Valdez, you know, he does the comb over from time to time. He grows it out. I think it's long right now. You know, he's got a new lady friend. So I think Octavio, hands down, probably top five in Taco Corp. So getting him here with the sixth overall pick, yeah, I'll take it. I like it. So who do you have? Who's on your team? I've got myself, Thunder Jams 03. We have Terrence Dunn, the Milford Academy. And Beisner, Meaty Clackers, rounding out my uh, my three-man squad. Squat. I will take that hair team to battle any day. Nicely done, Matt. Uh, for me, I got myself, obviously. And then I have Peterson and Octavio. So happy to have you guys aboard. Looking forward to doing battle with y'all. And again, we'll go ahead and post the results to the socials. Have a vote and then see who had the best draft. So please keep an eye out for that. All right, on tap for today, we have the NFL preview. And then we have a mini mailbag segment that Matt's going to lead, but we'll go ahead and get it started with our weekly NFL preview on by this week. We've got the Browns, the Packers, the Titans, and the Panthers. So we'll go ahead and get it started with the Cowboys who are going to New Orleans to take on the Saints where Dallas is favored by four and a half. And that over under is at 47.5. Who you got, Matt? Dallas has been sliding as of late as two has the Saints. Yeah. And they're switching over to Taysom Hill. Cowboys are getting some health back on that offense, some weapons back. Um, give me the Cowboys. The line's low, I believe, because of the Cowboys' struggles late. I think I would hammer this four-point line, if I'm being honest. Yeah, Taysom Hill starting, so I think they're assuming a run-first approach from New Orleans. But the Saints are top of the league when it comes to stopping the run, but bottom six against the quarterback and the wide receiver positions. And then, as you mentioned, Dallas is getting healthier. They get CeeDee Lamb. And then I think they're going to get Amari Cooper back as well. Go ahead and give me the Cowboys. Next up, Tampa Bay goes to Atlanta to take on the Falcons. Tampa Bay is favored heavily by 10.5. The over-unders at 50.5. Who you got? All over the money line. I don't know that I would take the point. Atlanta's been playing decent football as of late. Not great. Not terrible. They're kind of, you know, steady Eddie. They're chugging along. They're still filling out that, uh, that offense under Arthur Smith. They don't have a whole lot of offensive weapons and shows. They have the weapon back. Cordero Patterson himself. Um, I saw a funny tweet that was like, if you guys are digging Cordero Patterson, I can't wait till 2029 LaVisca Chenault goes off. Uh, that's funny. <laughs> that's good. It's a good tweet. No, no, who said it? So can't give credit where credit's due, but I saw it. So it happened. It wasn't me. Anyway, that all being said, the Bucks are going to win the game. They're playing good football. 
take Bucks money line. I don't know that I would take the points. I'd probably take a land in the points. That's ten and a half. It's a big line for me. But yeah, I'm also on the Bucks. Not going to linger here too long. Next matchup: the Cardinals are going to Chicago to take on the Bears. Arizona's favored by seven and a half. Over under is at forty five point five. Kyler Hopkins, they might be back. We got Cardinals. You know, we've liked to play this uh, if Kyler Cardinals game. I'm taking Cardinals outright. I don't like what I've seen out of Chicago. Matt Nagy's got one foot in the shallow grave. It's just it's a matter of time before he's no longer employed there. Just imagine being a Bears fan right now. I mean, there's there's bad situations. The Lions come to mind. Jaguars come to mind. But Bears pretty bad because they have their quarterback and they don't have mm-hmm. a coach. And it's not going well. I'll take the cards, even without Hopkins or Kyler. I think they'll play. Even if they don't, still take the cards. Yeah, Arizona's defense, they've regressed a little bit since the start of the season. They now rank 22nd through 12 weeks. However, they're 12th against the run, and their offense should be getting Kyler and Hopkins back, as we mentioned. So a huge upgrade for them. Go ahead and give me Arizona, and I'm not doing the pivot thing either. Next up, the Chargers are going to Cincinnati to take on the Bengals. Cincinnati's favored. They got that home three, and this over-under is at 50.5. We got it's an interesting game. Should be a fun game to watch. Might be one of the more fun games to watch this Sunday, honestly. Absolutely. Two young quarterbacks. I'm taking taking the Bengals. Mm. Joe Mixon has been, unfortunately, he's on Josh Callis' team because I traded him for Debo, basically. Um, Debo's been good. Don't get me wrong. But Joe Mixon's dominating. And that that rush defense from the Chargers is a suspect, to say the least. Bengals have been yep. playing better defense as of late. And I think that they'll uh, think they'll do enough to win this game. So give me Cincinnati. The Chargers enter with the 23rd ranked defense. Not good. And they're on the road against an up-and-coming Bengals squad that, in my opinion, just put an exclamation point on their 2021 season with that huge win against the Pittsburgh Steelers last week. So I like Cincinnati to continue playing well on both sides of the ball and beat the Chargers in Week 13. Moving on to Minnesota, they go to Detroit to take on the lowly Lions. Minnesota's favored by a touchdown, and this over-under is at 46.5. Who are you taking? Taking the Vikings. I don't know that I would take the points, though, just because the Vikings are really good at playing super close games. I think, I mean, they just lost to San Francisco by six, seven. Mm. I think almost every win or loss they've had this season has been one score loss, and most of them field goals. Um, But I'll take the Vikings. They should beat the Lions. The Lions are having a rough time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they're uh, top five against the spread this season. For me, though, the Lions, they're awful. Go ahead and give me the Vikings. I would just take the money line in this one without Dalvin Cook. Without Dalvin, he'll be out for a couple of weeks, it looks yeah. like. Uh, but Madison, he slates in. He's he's a 1B, in my opinion. He's so good. So. I agree. Next up, New York Giants. They go to Miami to take on the Dolphins. And Miami, they've got that home three points. And this over-under is low at 41.5. Who you got? Giants fresh off that home win against the Eagles. But that win said more about how bad the Eagles played that game than how good the Giants did. Gi- yep. Giants scored 13 points, and they intercepted Jalen Hurts three times. Give me the Dolphins. The Dolphins are coming out on his plate. That defense is playing good, and the offense is efficient, I guess is the word I'll mm-hmm. use. So I wouldn't say good, but it's efficient. Um, so, yeah, I'm taking Miami. Yeah, not that Daniel Jones was a determining factor for me in this matchup, but it's Mike Glennon in Week 13 for the Giants. And Miami, if you've been watching, they've been blitzing nonstop. So I expect more of that. And the Dolphins win in Week 13. Next up, Philadelphia, your Eagles. They go to New York to take on the Jets. Philly is favored by 6.5, almost got a touchdown there. Over-unders at 45.5. Who you got? I'll take the Eagles. Apart from that disastrous affair that happened last week, this last weekend on Sunday. I'm watching the game, too, and it sucks. We talked about it. Uh, Jalen Rager drops two touchdown passes in the end zone on the last drive of the game. And they're the only two passes that Jalen Hurts threw on target. Uh, 
there's also a fumble by Boston Scott late. Like they should have won the game. There's four turnovers, and they still only lost by six. If they can clean up those turnovers even a little bit, lean on the run. I hope Sanders is healthy. I keep talking. And Miles Sanders was getting ready to prove me right on Sunday. <laughs> he had like 64 rushes in the 64 rush yards in the first half, and of course, me <laughs> sucks. But if he's back on the field, he he doesn't really fumble. So I'll take the Eagles. Yeah, give me Philly. The Eagles they didn't play well. Last week, you kind of mentioned some of the mistakes. I think there was also a miscommunication on a deep route to Quez Watkins. He ran the wrong route to, to cap it off, and he ended up throwing a pick. But uh, those types of games happen, and I like them to bounce back against the Jets this week. Uh, next up, Indy goes to Houston to take on the Texans. Indy is favored by 9.5, and, and this over-under is at 46. We got Take the Colts. Colts, are, Colts had a chance to beat beat the Bucks here on Sunday. They didn't. They, you know, eventually fell short, but they had a good run. That was a very competitive game, and it came down to the wire. It came down to a really good run back. I don't know if you're watching the game, but Bucks score with like less than 30 seconds left. They kick it off, and the Colts return man runs it back all the way to like the 20-yard line. They can't help Mary in the end zone. They lose the game, but it was exciting, and they're playing Houston, so it probably won't be exciting, but it'll be a Colts win. This is the Colts for me, and it's not even close. Next up, the Washington football team. They're going to Las Vegas to take on the Raiders. Las Vegas is favored by two and a half, over under at 49.5. Who you got? You're thinking very hard it's about tough this. Because I've been I've been picking the Raiders and the Washington football team to win the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Only one of those teams has been helping me out, and it's the football team. Um, I think the football team gets a W on the road in Vegas. The Raiders, Deshaun Jackson had a big game last week, but it obviously wasn't enough. They're still trying to find themselves without rugs on the field. It's a combination of Zay Jones and Jackson deep, and it's not as consistent as that offense needs that to be. Uh, defensively, they get after the passer, so it's going to be tough for Heineke. But I think I think the football team will get it done. This is a total gut move. I could be completely Nice. I like the pick. I'm going with the underdogs here as well. The football team, they're playing their best defense, and oddly enough, it's without Chase Young. And then Heineke and Antonio Gibson, they've looked solid the last couple of weeks. So I know they're on the road, but the team looks like they've found something on offense and defense, and I think they're going to keep it going against Las Vegas. Have we picked anything different yet? We have not. Damn it. All right, next up, Jacksonville. They're going to L.A. to take on the Rams. Here we go. L.A. is favored by 13. <laughs> you better not. Over, under at 48. Who do you got? I have a, I have an under of two more weeks before, <laughs> before Urban Meyer is the coach of the Notre Dame. <laughs> How's Nate feel about it? I haven't talked to you about it. How does Nate feel about the buzz, the chatter that is Urban Meyer to Notre Dame? I think he's on board. I think he's all about it. He's been a huge fan of Urban Meyer ever since he moved from uh, Florida over to Ohio State. So he's a huge Urban Meyer guy, and I, I don't think he'd be happier once Urban Meyer signs on the dotted line there at Notre Dame. That's the vibe I got as well. So let's go ahead and say that um, Nate's rooting for a Jaguars loss. It's probably Jags are losing. I don't know. We keep getting away. Rams are going to win the game. Rams are struggling, but the best cure for a struggling offense and defense is to play the Jacksonville Jaguars at home. Mm-hmm. We're going to get a Urban Meyer nightclub review from los angeles an area i know well so i can't wait to do this oh it's gonna be a good one i can't wait for this game yeah rams are gonna win it the rams they will win this game matt the rams will win this game. if we say it enough you know we're gonna speak this bad boy into existence although if they lose is it full panic mode yes absolutely i do think they'll get back on track though the turnovers you know they're killing them early on so if they keep those under control i don't think the starters are gonna have any issue leaving the game early in the fourth quarter. Next up, Baltimore. They're going to Pittsburgh to take on the Steelers. 
where the Ravens are favored by three and a half. Over under is at 44. Who do you got? Ravens coming off a week where Lamar Jackson played some of his worst football of the season. Four interceptions, I think he threw. Yeah. But it was against Cleveland's defense, so it's understandable. And guess what? They still won the game. They did. And they're going up against the Steelers' offense. That's about as potent as the Browns' <laughs> offense, to be honest with you. Claypool is an animal. Deontay Johnson is a, is a really good wide receiver. But Ben's ability to get them the ball is... That's the issue. That's very rare that that happens. Mm-hmm. And again, it's that offensive line, right? I mean, you draft a running... And I love Najee Harris. He's been good for my fantasy football team. He's been one of the few consistent stars for my Taco Court football team that scored 42 points last week. But <laughs> Jesus. So bad. But they should have dropped an offensive lineman. What are we doing here? It's a train wreck in Pittsburgh. Ben has no time to do anything. He just, it looks like when a bad high school team plays a really good high school team mm-hmm. every time they're on the field. Uh, I'm taking the Ravens. Yeah, the Steelers, they look done. Big Ben, he looks done. And if it wasn't evident before week 12, it should be evident to you now after that big loss to the Bengals. I think the Ravens are going to win this one easy and cover. Next up, the 49ers go to Seattle to take on the Seahawks. San Francisco's favored on the road by three and a half over under is at 45.5. Who are you taking? As they should be. San Francisco is doing well. They are on a two game winning streak against good teams. Beat the Vikings, uh, beat the Rams. So they've had a good couple weeks. And then look at the Seahawks. Going the other direction. It's bad. Tyler Lockett had three receptions for 94 yards in the first half. Was just enough to give me my win in this league against Brandon. Um, And then didn't do anything else in the second half, nor did that team. But I'm taking San Francisco. Seattle just looks atrocious right now. Yep. They can't get the run game going. They don't have the running backs to do it, to be honest with you. Russell Wilson is not healthy. He should not be on the field. I don't know that he gives you a worse chance of winning than Geno Smith does, but, I mean, if he does, it wouldn't be surprising. Yeah, Seattle, they're a dumpster fire. And as a UCLA fan, I am enjoying I'm enjoying every minute of watching the wheels fall off for Pete Carroll. Give me the Niners. Let's go, San Francisco. Next up, Denver. They're going to Kansas City to take on the Chiefs. Kansas City's favored heavily by 10 points. Over-under is at 47.5. Who you got? Kansas City. I mean, the Broncos are they are hot, they're cold, they're yes, they're no. They're in, they're out, they're up, and they're down. Shout out Katy Perry. <laughs> they just, you know, they beat the Cowboys. They lose to the Eagles. They beat the Chargers. They're probably going to lose to the Chiefs. It's in Kansas City, so I'm going to give them. Those division games are tough, but I'll give the edge to the home team. 10 points is a tall order, though. I don't know that I'll take the points based on how Denver's defense has been playing against quarterbacks, but I will take Kansas City. Yeah, Kansas City's bottom five over the last two years against the spread. Don't do it. But the Chiefs' defense has improved. They're holding onto the ball better, and they seem to be figuring out that too high safety look that teams keep giving them. So I like them also to take down Denver at home. Our final matchup, New England. They're going to Buffalo on Monday Night Football to take on the Bills. Buffalo is favored by three. Surprise, surprise. Over under at 43 and a half. Who you got? For content and parity's sake, I hope that we don't have the same team here because we have not picked one. This is the first time. This is the first time in us doing this where we have not picked. So far, we haven't picked one team differently. So take the Patriots. Okay. Take New England to continue their winning ways. Again, the Bills, talk about another team that is hot and cold, up and down, in and out. When they play defenses that seem to put a very strategic plan against Josh Allen, they struggle. And I believe that Bill Belichick and company can do just that. And Mac Jones does enough right things and keeps the ball safe to where they minimize their exposure to the defense on that side of the ball. Bill's defense does play good, but I think Mac Jones is coached well enough that he won't turn the ball over. Therefore, I'm taking the Patriots. How the hell did you get your hands on my show notes, Matt? (laughs) I'm just curious. You know, this is a tough one for me with the Bills getting that generic three points at home. New England, they can take the runaway and make a team one-dimensional. And we already know that the Bills struggle to run the ball. 
Indy ran all over them a couple of weeks ago. We saw that. So I'm going with the upset, and I'm taking the Patriots as well. Hate to say it. Well, there it is. There it is. So, Matt, we know there's going to be no separation in Week 13. How are we doing so far through 12 weeks? All right, so uh, bear with me here. I have I wasn't on the pod last week, so I'm going to give you Week 11's numbers real quick. Sure. Um, just to see where we're at. Going into Week 11, paper flip-flopping around. Uh, going into Week 11, you were 85 and 44. I was 85 and 44. So Not we were bad. tied. Not bad. Uh, in Week 11, I went 11 and 3. Woo! Nice. And you went 10 and 4. So you dropped a game there. Um, and that game was, I believe it was the Washington football team. You took the Panthers. You took Cam. I took uh, Washington football team. I got an edge out on you there. That's a good pick. So that moved me to 96 and 47, and you went 95 and 48. Now, week 12, Nate was on the podcast doing the preview. And I was like, you know what? I'm, I'll just take Nate's picks just to make things easier for me and for you. I'll just take Nate's picks. And then he starts off by taking the Lions. And immediately, no. Immediately, no. Wasn't going to do it. I said, nope, I'm picking my own teams. And I'm glad I did because Nate went 0 for 15. We've never seen that before. Never seen it. It is remarkable. I feel like you should get a prize and given money for going 0 and 15. He picked zero games right. Even the games you agreed on that you got right, he somehow got wrong. I don't know how it happened, but it happened. It's impressive. It's an impressive feat. I'm not even mad. I'm impressed. Uh, So... So last week, I texted you my picks as soon as I heard Nate's rambling yep. about the Lions. And I went 9-6 and six last week, and you went 8-7. and seven. It was not good. Taking you to 103-55, and 55, I moved to 105-53. and 53, So I hold a two-game lead in the picks. And it's not going to change this week because we picked all the games same. That's right. Let's hope we fare better. 9-6 and six and 8-7, and seven, not, not good. Not good. We also need an update on when you'll be shotgunning an IPA. It's in my fridge. It's in my beer fridge. It's in the fridge. I just got to do it. Tonight's not the night. Maybe we do a, I don't know, a FaceTime and I can do a screen record this weekend. We'll we'll figure it out. But it is in the beer fridge. I did go and pick one out. All right. I'm excited to see you do this. (laughs) Really looking forward to it. Yeah. I feel like we should do similar bets every single week. You pick a player. I pick a player in the same game to outscore the other player. I don't know who that would be this week. I'll pencil that in for next week. All right, Matt, thanks for tracking those. On to the League of Record. It's week 13, and that means we've got two weeks left to sort out these playoff races, so four spots are still up in the air. But let's go ahead and pick our winners from this week's matchups. Last week, we did tidy whiteies and picked every single matchup correctly once again. We're batting 1,000 since we started doing this, Matt, so no point in stopping now. This week, we're going with a manager who would put the most effort into decorating for Christmas, so the Clark Griswold of each matchup, if you will. First up, we have the Banana Stand taking on the Vinegar Strokes. Matt, who you got? This is a tough one. Two guys that I hold in high regards. I gotta go against the grain here, and I think that Nate's love for Hallmark movies and the Christmas season are gonna shine through. You're going to throw up the classic blue and white lights to show people you're a Dodgers fan or Jewish. I'm not sure which one of us. But Nate's going to go all out. Nate's going to get crazy with it. Nate's going to decorate. He's got his girls back. He's there. He's going to want to go big this Christmas. I think he's going to he's going to outdo you a little bit, man. I, I'm not happy about the pick. I just got to go with my gut. Well, your gut's wrong because I already have my lights up. You know, I've got the, the vintage like big bulb, the colored ones on the first level. I've got all the bushes, you know, with the net lights on. Those are white. And then we have the green, the red, the green, and the red alternating on our uh, lights around the exterior of the house. And then we have a Santa. We've got a Santa and a Rudolph in the front yard, just all blown up. 
you know, just waving. They're lit up and illuminated. And then in the backyard on the deck, which we live right next to a busy road, we've got icicle lighting like along the rails. And to top it off, Matt, the cherry on top in our master bedroom, which is right above the deck, we have lights around the window. And then we have Jack Skellington waving to the people driving by with a Christmas hat on. So yeah, you picked wrong. You picked wrong. I'm sorry. I was wrong. Apology accepted. Next up, we have Ayukin taking on the Peeping Tomlinson. Who you got? Got Ayukin. Got Ayukin. Yep. Peeping Tomlinson, he's busy right now. He's busy swiping right, swiping left. He's right. got time to put up Christmas lights. He's barely got time to put comments on. So give me, <laughs> give me Ayukin to win the game. Yeah, he's, he's busy, you know, making sure that the dating scene is well documented for his return for volume two of that segment. He's also, you know, obviously in the underground thong market. He's deep into the underground thong market. So he didn't have time to be stringing lights to his house. So give me Smoothie. I I used to live in close proximity to Smoothie when we were stationed in a hill together in Utah. And he went all out for Halloween. I don't remember what his house looked like for Christmas, but I know the man has lights in his garage and he puts them up for the holidays. So give me Smoothie. Next up, Boner Jams 03. Matt, you're taking on the Tinker Stinkers. Wayne, who you got in this matchup? My Christmas lights have been up since before Thanksgiving. Oh, wow. We went, up, we went up early this year. The tree? The tree. Let me tell you about the tree. It's here. This tree should be at the Four Seasons Beverly Hills <laughs> lobby. Inside, we got some nice festive decor, signage. Outside, we have a patio. I live in an apartment, but I have a pretty big-sized patio, and I made myself like a, a sunshade cover that goes over most of it. I've mm. got lights wrapped around that bad boy. I've got a blown-up reindeer and Santa Claus on that small-ass patio, and I've got rope lights that come up the wood supports for my little shade cover and i got some icicle lights going on the wood i am maximizing the square footage i have on my 12 by 12 patio apartment and yeah i get after it basically it's me it's me i'm winning this round i'm winning this round i like it and i have some intel here you know most folks probably don't know about but you've locked yourself in an attic on multiple occasions so that has clark griswold written all over it so with the intel you just gave me on your current setup before thanksgiving I'm going to have to take the boner jams in this matchup. Thank you. I appreciate your spirit, your festive spirit. Next up, Dak to the Future, Josh taking on Otter Job Albert. Who you got in this matchup? Albert's a New Yorker. He's from New York. They do Christmas big. Is that a Boston person saying New York? Yeah, I've been watching um, the most recent season of MasterChef. There's a girl on there who's got a Boston accent. Just, I can't help it. Get after it. <laughs> so he's got to take Christmas big. It's tough because I know Josh pre Britney, I don't think he decorated anything. Mm-hmm. But post Britney, he's married now. He's got the kid. I know that they decorated early for Christmas too and went all out. So I'm taking Dak to the future in a tight, tight matchup. The only reason why I think Josh wins this because we're going who's the best Clark Griswold. And I know Josh blew a fuse or two, blew a breaker while doing this. So give me Josh. I like that. You know, I know Albert. He strives to have the Rockefeller Christmas tree, you know, close to his house in his front yard or in his house. But he lives in Utah. You know, that Rockefeller theme, that's not going to play well there. I'm taking Josh. He's definitely the Clark Griswold of this matchup, 100%. Next up, Inglorious Bastards, Jason. He's taking on Meaty Clackers. Brandon, who you got in this one? This is a difficult one to figure out, too. Beisner seems like as lazy as he seems. <laughs> I feel like he really ties a bow for Christmas. And he's got the, he's got the young kids. Um, does Baz have young kids? They're not as young. Oh, he has two young. Cards at the table. This whole podcast was meant so we'd learn more about. And I feel like as much as we learned, I could learn a much more. Uh, but I'm going Beisner. Beisner did the holiday episode with us last week, and I saw some of the movie choices he made. 
He was he was definitely in the Christmas spirit then, so I can only assume he does it year after year and gets that gets that house nice and ready. I don't agree. I I'm going the other way on this matchup. I think Brandon is the cousin Eddie of this uh, matchup. I didn't even damn it. Didn't even think about it. Shitter's full. He has that vibe, and he's driving the camper over to his brother's house for Christmas, and he's not putting up a single bulb. So give me Jason to take this matchup. And in our final matchup, just here, no fine. Allen is taking on the GNT's trace team. Who you got in this one? I feel like people who listen to this podcast or talk on court and don't know any of us just assume that we all want to <laughs> tracely. <laughs> I just like, like, what's your takeaways? I'm like, they all really got a thing for for the GNT's. The weird infatuation. They got a weird infatuation with Trey. Um, but again, I mean, there are almost no matchups where his motivation and his competitiveness will serve him poorly. And no better could be seen than when someone's putting up Christmas lights. I can see him living in a neighborhood that has an HOA. He might not like his neighbor that's like three houses down across the way who also goes big for Christmas. So he has to outdo him. Mm-hmm. I worked for Home Depot for years. Christmas season, crazy lights are flying on the shelves. And you'd always have that same guy that would come in. Every Sunday night, right before close, closer to Christmas, and he'd be like, "Look, man, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be level with you. I'll take whatever you have. I don't care how expensive it is. That d- bill from three houses down, put up another inflatable, and I need to outdo it. So I can see Trey being that guy. So I'm taking. Chances. Yeah, good choice. The competitiveness that's gonna come out here, and in his backyard, like we just did poker there the other day. He's got lights along this massive retaining wall he built. He built like five retaining walls. And there's these lights that he controls by Bluetooth on his phone so he can change the colors. So he's already in the Christmas spirit. It's crazy. And then Alan, he's in Texas right now with family. He's not even home. He lives in the Pacific uh, Northwest. So he hasn't put a single string of lights up. I know Trey's already on it. Give me the GNTs in this matchup. The mail's here. Here's the mail. It never fails. It makes me want to wag my tail. When it comes, I want to wail. All right, moving on to our mailbag segment. Matt, you told me you had a couple questions. What do you got? Two really good questions. Um, we kind of ran out of time last episode, and I wanted to make sure we get these questions a shout out. These come from Octavio, who, again, is the commissioner of the Sleeper League that me and Nate are also in. Crazy League, we've talked about it. I need to get him here on a pod so we can do a full episode about it because it is 20 starters, IDP defense. It's, 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 too much. it's insane. It's too much. And I am one in nine, one Not in good. 10. Ah, uh, the full blow up mode. I, I traded Derrick Henry for some guy, all of his draft picks next year. I'm in, I've got four first round picks next year. I'm fine. I'll be fine. I'm in full blow up mode. I, I'm in rebuild mode. No big deal. I had a bunch of injuries hit me before season. Dobbins went down. Um, that being said, he has some good questions. Two of them. Let's go with this first one here. Based on looks and looks alone, which quarterback, starting quarterback, would you date? Do I get to go first? You get to go first. Jimmy Garoppolo. Next question. It's too easy, right? It's too easy, but I mean, the man's beautiful, right? He's beautiful. And it's not like Tom where he was just hideous when he came in the league and just transformed into essentially the Trey Schleister of the NFL. You know, Jimmy's been that as long as he's been in the league and he continues to be that to this day. And if I could put a ring on it, I would. I would. But you can't. But I can't. What about you? For parity's sake, I'm going to choose a different quarterback. And can I guess? Can I guess who it's going to be? Sure, go for it. Let's see, just the way you're looking and off to the left when you were thinking about it a second ago. I think, I think you're gonna go with like comfort and you know a little more below the belt. I think you're going with Big Ben. Is it Big Ben? Ooh, no, no. I uh, I'm terrified of the man. 
I don't know that he knows, but no means. So not going big bet. <laughs> not doing that. Anyway, that's good. Um, he's reformed. He's changed. I don't know what I'm doing here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm doing it. Can't believe I'm going to say this. Baker Mayfield. Oh, Baker. Uh, yeah, he's not terrible on the eyes. He's way better in the State Farm commercials than he is on the football field. I think he's got a great sense of humor. Kind of like the attitude. Feels like he's one of the kind of, like somebody we could go out and have a good time drinking and hanging out. So yeah, I'm gonna take Baker Mayfield. It's kind of a crazy pick. I know he's gonna no. play through injury. There's not gonna be like, oh, I'm not feeling good. I got cramps. He he's like, little my shoulder's torn and my knees. Fucked. You want to have right now? I'm down. And that's the kind of spirit I'm looking. Garoppolo, I he gets a he gets a fingernail out of place and he, he's gonna be in bed all night. I don't know. I'm taking I'm taking Baker. I do like that Baker. He takes care of the whole stadium, like everything, the breakers, the heating, the seats. He cleans the seats after the fans leave. He takes care of locking up after games. I, I love it. I love the man. You got to respect that. Talk about job security. No matter how bad he plays on the field, he does such a good job taking care of that facility that he's in there. He's in there like Swimwear, baby. All right. Absolutely. Another question, not as crazy of a question. Um, Tavo, same person, also asked, if you were to pick a new football team as of today, with no prior knowledge of what's happened in the past NFL, no bandwagon, you just you're watching football in 2021, unbiased. Which football team are you choosing as your team of fandom? I think this was easier a couple years ago. I'd say the Chiefs, hands down. Loved watching Mahomes play, but the last you know couple of years, we've seen a lot of good young players enter the league at the quarterback position, at the wide receiver position. You know, on the line, on both lines, on the defensive side of the ball. But one of the teams that has seen a couple outstanding young players enter the league and on their team at the quarterback and wide receiver position is the Bengals. You know, Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase, seeing those guys move from college to NFL together now and watch them have success, like pretty decent success. It's good. And, you know, they're going to be good for a long time. Hopefully, you know, fingers crossed for, for Nick Oliveris, one of our friends from Taco Court, but. You know, it's fun watching them. If they're on TV, if they're televised, I'll watch it. So I think, I think I'd pick the Bengals. Love the, love the team. And it's not just Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow. You know, they got Tyler Boyd there. They've got uh, T. Higgins. They've got Joe Mixon. They've got some pieces on defense. I think that team's up and coming, moving in the right direction. Bengals are fun. I'm going with another fun young team, fun young quarterback, who's also playing the Bengals this week. I think I'm taking the LA Chargers. I like Staley. I love that defense. Derwin James might be my favorite defensive player in the league. Just love what he's able to do in that in the safety spot. Uh, and I, I really like Herbert. I love all the interviews Herbert's done. He, he just seems like this super mellow, low-key guy. And then he gets on the field and he throws 50-yard dimes. So I just I love that kind of like humble attitude in my quarterback. So yeah, taking the Chargers. The man can grow some hair too. He yeah. he had locks coming into the league and then he cut them. And then he got the starting job. You know, maybe he hired a doctor to puncture Tyrod's lung. We don't know. That's just speculation at this hey, point. Hey, whoa, whoa, speculation, speculation. But his hair is already like the same length or longer in less than a year. It's crazy. Yeah, taking the Chargers. Taking the Bengals, taking the Chargers. Good picks. We both went from the NFC to the AFC. Look at that. I'm sorry, Eagles. This was a question. It was a hypothetical question. I'm still I'm still part of Bird Gang. Don't don't disown me. All right. Thanks for those questions, Tavo. Maybe maybe we'll have you on someday. Matt, that's that's on you, buddy. Working on it. All right, any final thoughts, Matt, before we wrap this up? Yeah, uh, it's week 13. It's, uh, it's a bewitching, bewitching hour. We've got two weeks left. I'm in sixth position right now. If, if the playoffs started today, I would be in the playoffs. But they don't start today. Don't. And I'm going up against Wayne Henry, and I think I'm a 75-point underdog. <laughs> it's not good to go up against the number one team 
when you're on the bubble and you've got injuries and buys. Not good times. So really hoping your team sucks this week, Wayne. Hope they suck. I think he has the number one seed locked up. So maybe, you know, maybe he rests some starters. You never know. We can only hope. We can only hope. All right. That's all we have, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be back next week with a recap and preview and also the finale of the 58 West Kings Squid Game. So stay tuned for that. Good luck this week. Enjoy your football. Enjoy your pumpkin spice lattes. And most importantly, enjoy those tidy whities you're no doubt wearing as you listen to this. Also, the viewership should know that our Fur the Loom sponsorship came through. And I know that I was harsh on tidy whities, but man, is that a fine crafted piece of underwear? I mean, what have I been missing? This, the flap, the flap opens perfectly. So you don't even have to slide those bad boys down. They stay up. You pee, you're in, you're out, you're in, you're out, you're good to go. So shout out for the loom promo code bangers of the week lives here. 20 to get 20% off your next food loom order. Shout out for the loom. Okay. We can move. The flap's big too. You could stick everything through that flap. Everything. You get the whole, get the whole meat and potatoes out that bad boy. The Franks and the beans. The Franks and the beans. All right. We'll talk to you guys in a few days. Goodbye. All right. All right.